0: Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network now has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It's that easy. We are happy to announce that we finally have merchandise for you to get a hold of. Go to buyjack.com slash CEP and take a look at the tees, hoodies, mugs, and koozies for Raised on the Radio and the rest of the CEP network and get you some. In this episode, Joel Colby, frontman for the St. Louis-based band Animical Drive, joined us to talk about the most underrated butt rock albums, and somehow we ended up going down a Britney Spears rabbit hole but it was a lot of fun, and we think you're going to enjoy this episode. Make sure to go follow Animical Drive on the socials and get a hold of their latest EP titled Enemy wherever you get your music. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Raised on the Radios, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. Here is the track titled Enemy from Animical Drive, and that'll lead you directly into the episode. Well, hello there. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. Today, I am one-third of this show. I am Colt Brocato, Patrick Blair, my good friend in Zoom land, and Mr. Joel Colby. How are you, sir?
1: Hi. I'm good.
0: Is he considered like a host today, Patrick? Like a third host? Or is he just the guy oh, hanging out?
2: I'm pretty sure I told you to surprise me, and so far, you're failing at it. <laughs> What did you want? You immediately <laughs> threw that back to Patrick. Yeah. He, he, he bailed so, so fast.
0: What did you want from me?
2: I don't know. Stop asking me questions that you Something. already know the answer to. Yeah. Oh, Something okay. more than Shoot. that.
0: My bad. Uh, butt rock, I think, right? Want to do that?
2: Sure. Let's talk about butt rock again. We have another butt rock connoisseur on the, on I the podcast. I love butt rock.
1: Huh? I love butt rock. Who doesn't? Yeah, it has infuriated many of my band members over the years.
2: <laughs> I you know what sorry about you. <laughs> I, I don't care. I love it. <laughs> I well, we were talking before you joined the call, we were talking about we have this we have this podcaster like this dude that we both well, I think I follow him and I just fill Colt in on it, but I follow this dude on YouTube who does a podcast and he does these YouTube videos and that they're it's called the Punk Rock MBA. But the yeah, guy ben is really McKinney. interesting.
1: Ben McKinty. Uh,
2: I love him. Yeah, Finn. I, So Wait, you, you know. oh sh-
1: I was gonna say I have his shirt. I thought I was wearing it today. It's a different shirt. Okay, so you know who I'm talking about then. <laughs> yeah. You're
0: just pointing at your nipple I, for no reason.
2: <laughs> yeah. I
3: thought, I thought this was a shirt. <laughs> but um
2: <laughs> I like that guy a lot. I like his you know, I think awesome. he has a he has a unique point of view on a lot of stuff. But so like yeah. yesterday, maybe, or maybe the day before, he tweeted or posted on Instagram or it was somewhere on social media, he was like and I'm I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly what it was, and I don't want to dig for it. But he said, like, Apple Music is the Imagine Dragons of streaming services or something like that. <laughs> and I remember reading it, and I was like, what does that mean? Like, so millions of people like it. Is that what you're saying? Because millions of people mm. like Imagine Dragons. Right. So I'm like, and then it was like, Colt, but Imagine Dragons, I don't know if they're considered butt rock necessarily. They kind of got their own thing, but like. They're adored. They're like the new Nickelback. That's what I said. Like the hatred yeah. that they get is like the like the hatred that Nickelback gets. And I don't get it. As I mean. Yeah
1: Yeah, I was gonna say they, they are the new butt rock, right? Where I guess, yeah. I mean they wrote a song about thunder and lightning. I don't know if it's about that, but that's what immediate. that's what everybody gets out of it. And the stupid little
3: thunder, thunder, thunder. It's like a nursery
1: that, that one yeah, that one thing. I'm like, oh my God. Uh yeah. No, that's that's definitely the new butt rock.
0: But I was and just when s- it
1: gets that ridiculous, I was and ju- it's the most popular thing in the world. That's, yeah. I mean I was just that's telling, what classified everybody in the first place, right?
0: I was just telling Patrick a while ago though. I was looking at YouTube and Imagine Dragons song Believer has one billion eight hundred million views on YouTube. <laughs> That's a couple.
2: <laughs> they're they're, massive. they're
0: that's a, massive. That's almost so like.
2: <laughs> but so Dude. Finn McKenzie, I think he was being he was being tongue in cheek, I guess. But like, what does that mean? The, the, uh, below the surface, there, there's that sarcastic sort of tone that everyone has about Imagine Dragons. It's like I can't stand them. Why? Yeah, because they're insanely popular. Like, what is it? What don't you like? But whatever. I mean, I guess not. It's not everybody's bag i get it i mean i'm not a huge fan but i can appreciate the fact that like he just said they have billions of views and have sold millions of records and you know right. what i mean
1: uh the thunder song makes me hate them
2: i, I the can, first I can, record
1: we went and saw them at the amphitheater when they came through yeah. and uh it was a good show it was a good show especially yeah. for a band that went from playing the firebird to um the amphitheater, like in a year's time, it was like, it was, it, it, I don't know. It's it was somewhere quick. around that. It was a ridiculous, hang on. What, short amount of time.
0: Was that just an example that, or did they really play the Firebird?
1: No, they really did. No, they did. No yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 Dude, that place yeah, holds so,
0: eight people.
1: <laughs> Dude, Right. And you're elbow to elbow. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So to go, and it was a ridiculously short amount of time. Wow. So to go from you know, Patrick knows. You play the Firebird, you're getting the band, and that's it. Like, there's no hoorah there's no, to it. Right, there's yeah. no, you know, it's like you you go to a club that small, you're getting that band, and, and it better be good because that's, you know, there's no tricks, you know. I mean, mo- you're most lucky the, most... to get the light guy to even, like, intermittently flicker the, <laughs> the house lights, you know. So uh, to go Don't from that to, to being able to fill a stage in front of 20,000 people, 22,000 people, whatever that was. And it wasn't just sold out. It was sold the fuck out. I mean, wow. Packed. Oh yeah. And so, uh, to be able to carry that whole production. Anyways, my point was, I thought that was awesome. Uh, I wasn't huge on that first record, but anytime something new comes out that is uh, good and goes, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm interested in, in following that for whatever it is, then you lose me when it gets to the ridiculousness. However, the same could be said for Nickelback. Yeah, when Nickelback, uh, I am a Nickelback fan. Everyone hates me for that, but I don't. When they first came out, was good, and then it gets ridiculous. Lost me, and now I go back and listen to some of it. And I'm like, dude, this shit's awesome. I don't care what anybody says. You but know, you can't, you you can't
2: you deny good songs, man.
1: Do you have a, I, this, do you have a
0: period where you know they the, lost you?
1: Oh, for sure. The, uh, well, I say for sure. Uh, the um, rock star. Okay. Is that what it's called? That's ca- yeah, I, fig- yeah, I that, figure that, that's what that, you're that gonna era, say. Like pool parties and fucking cowboy boots and whatever. So you don't want a bathroom
2: that you can play baseball in, is what you I saying. mean, I do. I <laughs>
1: okay. do. I just don't need to listen to that song. <laughs> you
2: we were actually talking about them before you joined, too. Uh, I said, <laughs> I've never been a fan, but I saw them live and it's one of the best times I've had at a concert. It was yeah. just fun.
1: you know? Yeah. Chad Again, Kroger is a complete tool. Where does the tool? hate come
2: from? You know? Yeah. It was at right. the, the arena. Sold out.
1: Yeah, Everyone I don't know. buying
2: merch. Everyone's buying booze. Where, where does the hate come from? Clearly someone out there likes them. Everybody
1: likes them. It's yeah. just nobody admits it.
3: Right. Well, Again,
1: that was also way sold out at yeah. 20, 20 something thousand capacity, you know.
2: Well Jack with Imagine Herger's Dragons. A tool. With Imagine Dragons, it's funny you said you saw them at amphitheaters. So I saw them at the pageant before they got to the amphitheater. Yeah. And uh and again, not not necessarily a fan. I knew the radioactive song. I thought it was catchy. I thought it was cool. Like let's go see them. I took my buddy Nick, which you know yeah. the most cynical, hateful, <laughs> sarcastic person on earth when it comes to music and you know stuff like that so he goes with me and i think about 30 minutes in he looks over me he goes dude this band's good like this is impressive i was like yeah "Yeah, man this is like and again i'm not a fan i don't have anything to stand on as far as defending them but i was like yeah i'm having a good time they're good you can't deny good i guess is my my point but so i took that as a win for them if you impress nick you're doing (laughs) something right (laughs) right so i
1: don't know yeah i uh Yeah. And I mean, you know, to be able to capitalize that and continue to grow. Uh, Finn McKinty talked about them uh, at one point uh, saying that they just figured out um, the marketability aspect. You know, when you end up in and I don't know, I'm just going to throw a car out there. But when you end up in a fucking Nissan commercial, you're doing something right. (laughs) And everybody's going to hate on you for it. They hate that you're getting paid so much money to be in a fucking Nissan commercial, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So That's the licensing and the marketing and stuff like so, that. Just, so, you
0: know. so so the hate comes from hating their success is what you're saying.
1: I'm yeah. sure a lot of it does. It doesn't for me. It comes from a shitty song, like the stupid <laughs> thunder song and the stupid c- cowboy boot, uh rock star song. That's what, oh. because you go to like, uh, and I don't, I don't love it in the way that like, oh, their newest record or their, you know, but in recent years, Nickelback put out a record and it comes out in the first song. I played this. uh, I played this for Robbie and Dave at at the shop last time I was in uh, getting the ink done. And Robbie always makes fun of me about the Nickelback thing. And so I said, hang on, hang on, put this, put this on. And I gave them my phone to put on. And it was that song. And everybody sat in there listening to it like, yeah, this is good and then he starts singing and they're all going who is, who is this i'm like nickelback motherfucker i told you if i don't tell you who it is yeah, right. you're <laughs> fine with it you know right and so and and now i bust his balls i'm like you're a closet fan you're a closet fan and you, is i'm not a i am not yes you are Yes, you are. I just proved it. You are. You liked it. You did. And you just, you'd have watched that. Had you not known if they'd have come out from behind a curtain, you would have been standing there right there with me watching this. So that's funny.
2: I think, <laughs> I think people are closeted fans also because they don't want to be lumped in with the outspoken Nickelback fans. If you know what I'm talking about. Oh, for sure. Cause they had, they have this overall, uh, stigma attached to them and like image that people have in their heads about them. And so the yeah. closeted people don't want to say, all right, I'm just like the guy who shops at Buckle and puts rhinestones <laughs> on his jeans. They don't want to I, say that, I, right? I, Whatever. Who cares? Bedazzle butt. Bedazzle butt, right. <laughs> bedazzle butt. <laughs> you got to bedazzle your ass when you're going to a Nickelback show. You just That's do. Right.
1: <laughs> there was a lot of bedazzling going on. I can tell you that amongst the 20,000, I'd say, uh, right. you know a good 13,000 might've at some point, whether it was like up over the shoulder of a t-shirt, you know, that resulted like in an arrow that bedazzled back up or something. A or, lightning bolt. Yep. Yeah. A lightning bolt. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to say maybe, maybe a piece of bedazzle amongst uh,
2: at least 10,000 of those. <laughs> it's fine. You got, you just got to deal with it. It's just right. look past the bedazzle and listen to the music. It's not bad. That's right. uh, dude. That's funny. You mentioned the car commercial too. I was just telling him, Again, before you join, uh, when we're talking about Imagine Dragons, I, I remember, like, and I'm, it was so funny when I was talking about the Apple streaming thing, the thing that Finn McKinty said. I remember, like, two years ago, whenever their biggest year was, when they reached, when did that Thunder, like, that song was two years ago, probably, three yeah, years ago. a couple ago. years old, right. They're at the height of their popularity, and I remember they just won, like, Band of the Year for, like, every publication. But Spin put out sure. this article about how they're the worst band on earth or something like that. Like, that was the headline. Like, Imagine Dragons is the worst band on earth. I think that was the headline. And I was just like, really, Spin?
3: And I remember
2: just tweeting. I remember tweeting going, hey, kids, if you're thinking about starting a band, don't be like Imagine Dragons. Don't sell millions of records. Don't play halftime shows and don't be in car commercials. That's stupid. Don't do that. That's not a measure of success at all. Um, But isn't that really? They were car commercials.
0: Isn't that really crappy of the person who wrote that article though? Because now it's just it's just showing bias. It's just showing their opinion on that band. Has nothing to do with like spin in general, right? Well,
2: I. I mean. One, one should know that, hey, maybe spin doesn't necessarily, not everyone at spin necessarily feels this way, but (laughs) I mean, they, they edited it and put it out and published it. So, I mean,
0: well, that's true, I guess. What can you do? It did make it past that guy who wrote the article. So
2: it sure did, but whatever. But yeah, I just remember, remember tweeting that and I was like, you know what, if 16 year old me was told, Hey write these kinds of songs and you'll sell 10 million records and you'll play you like your dream come true to play a halftime show, like a college football halftime show will come true. Cause that's still my dream. I'm an old ass man. Now that's still, my dream is to either sing God bless America at a baseball game or to play the halftime show at a, a college football game. Like it's still <laughs> like 16 that's year awesome. old me. If I told that I go, yeah, yeah. Who's writing the songs. Do you want me to help? What do you want me to do? I'll do it. Right. <laughs> now we got to tell kids no that's not cool that's that's selling out that's weird so weird to me
0: that's considered well, selling to jump out? on
2: that real quick uh how do
1: we make that happen which we, one we which gotta part? we got the college football for you how do we make that happen
2: I don't know. first i need a band
1: that, that has to exist
2: <laughs> so that's okay. a
0: good start right. okay wait that's hang a on. good starting did, point. did yes. you <laughs> did you say what kind of baseball game you just said the imagine, Major like, League I'd Baseball. A, oh crap. Oh. I might Major League Say, I, yeah, yeah. I can I can probably pull some strings if we want to go a little lower. Like a no, no, no. T ball. No, Major League
2: Baseball, <laughs> preferably at an Indians
1: there, game.
0: There's a I'll park a
2: mile.
1: There's a park a mile from Colt's house. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll a little find league them. game. That's what yeah. I meant. For, a
2: little league game, for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to help a brother out, uh, man.
2: <laughs> I love it. I mean, Joel, if you want to go ahead and book the halftime show for yourself, I'll just live vicariously through you as long as I get to go and like just are be there.
1: That uh, Are we clearing the stands, or we want people to stay? Cause, I, will, uh...
2: I don't care. I'll carry your microphone case, bro.
0: <laughs> I just want to hear Joel Colby's yeah. version of the national anthem. Right.
1: Yeah, nobody wants to hear that.
2: No, no. Well, do you want to do that, or do you just want to play your music at the halftime show?
1: Well... I would want that. No one else would want that.
2: <laughs> don't 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 sell yourself short, dude. We got to go. make this, this thing a reality is, now that now, now that I know you're on board too. Uh, we got to we got to do this. <laughs> I don't know. You
1: know. This this is what everybody came up with. Fantastic. <laughs>
0: Great! I'm gonna go get a beer. Great. Finally, <laughs> finally get to come to
1: a sporting event, and this is what we fucking get. This might be the time to strike. You know, who knows? My, I, might I might be the only so. opportunity to get in on it.
0: You know what, though? I bet your album, so, I bet the uh, uh, inimical album si- sales will go through the roof.
1: Yes, from Little League or
0: uh, well, probably not Little League.
1: Little League, no. <laughs> this fucking guy. This fucking guy. Uh, this guy. He's
2: right, like, hey, so, hey,
1: there's a kickball game going on around the corner. Uh, do you want to go, <laughs> wanna go for that? Or we- I've, got, I've got, yeah, I've got a c park right down the street. There's always something going on there. Maybe not today.
0: <laughs> oh, no, so but cool. we don't have to go down this road, but Patrick, we talked on the last episode a little bit about that country dude, that Morgan Wallen, is that his name or whatever? The guy that said the N-word. Oh, and got all the that hate guy that guy apparently that his, character. his sales <laughs> you know was... you didn't
1: even have to say his name and that horrible yeah. <laughs> but I, I still don't know i don't know if you're accurate on that name or not but
0: <laughs> i might not be i'm not sure I don't
1: either yeah i was gonna say it doesn't that's what a nightmare
0: but it's almost like that's the smartest thing that he's done because his sales quadrupled in the past week. are you serious yes
1: did they really yes how fucked is that what a weird
0: we live in a weird time man we do but it's, I mean, it's just curiosity, though, right? It's got to be. Mm. No, wait.
2: His sales or his streams quadrupled?
0: Well, I don't. Well, yeah, that's a good distinguishing Because according factor. to this guy. It's I get it. I get it. I'm not, I'm not, 100%, sure. Oh, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, for sure. It's true.
2: different,
1: especially in a case like that. Yeah. Because somebody would have to make the conscious effort to go, oh, I support this versus yes. checking it out and giving it a run through, you know?
0: Right. True. I got gotcha. you. That's...
2: It, it is. He got sure. dropped <laughs> by his label, though, right? He did. Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, the there's always
1: something to that, though, right? Like, so, well, I guess that's a question. If, then... if he
0: got dropped by the label, would they automatically pull his music?
1: Mm-hmm. Probably not. Well, they wouldn't. I mean, how could? How could the success? No, I would think that once it's, I don't know. I think that would be the the streaming platforms, right, or the plat- the distribution platforms would have to make the decision to pull that because once it's released yeah it's out and there I, right
2: yeah and i would imagine that they own they own some sort of rights to his music like most labels do so they definitely wouldn't want to pull it and not get those,
1: those oh labels, sure they those still have to make CDs. up their investment that's yeah. kind of the the uh the lost profits deal right Ooh. no one will go and listen to that music but it's available it's up there and they were immediately dropped by everyone and every endorsement and everything, but it's Rivally still there. So. You can still listen to it. Yeah. You can still listen to it. So
2: yeah. Yeah. I can't, you can, but I can't
1: so hard. It's, 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 it's that's, it's one of the toughest start ones, man. It's one of the toughest ones for guys, for guys like us, great. dude. Ah, uh, ah, uh, one of the toughest ones to take. God damn that's it. Why do <laughs> people have to be fucking whack jobs? Yeah. Damn it. I wish you didn't. I, I wish you'd have never given it to me but I don't because there was a lot of good times and a lot of good shows in there. And, yeah. but man, that makes it tough. Cause yeah. So
0: have you guys, have you guys seen I've, lost profits live before all this happened? All this? Oh yeah. Yeah. Great show. One
2: of my favorite shows ever. Yeah. Damn, Damn. That sucks, man. Nights I, nights I, yeah, dude. With 18 Them, visions and Midtown. 18 visions, Yeah, dude. Fucking 18 show.
1: visions, midtown and uh, lost profits, Mississippi nights. Yeah. It was, it was an incredible show. Incredible. Also packed to the gills. Yep, insanely packed. Mississippi Nights known for going way over capacity. It's no. fine. Just keep shouting. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. No one can breathe. If there's no. a fire, we're all dead. It's fine. There's, there's girls passed
0: in. out on the floor because they got yeah. crushed. Don't worry yeah. about it.
1: Don't worry about it. It's we're, fine.
0: Were the other That's were the other cool. venues that were around that area the same way? Like the Galaxy wasn't that one too? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know much I don't know much um, about him. We talked about him a little bit, but and then like creepy crawl uh, and stuff like that. Creepy oh, yeah, crawl creepy. would pack, pack the
2: it. I mean yeah. fire marshal <laughs> packed. Yeah. Like yeah, we gotta oh, shut yeah. the shit down packed.
1: Yep. Insanely packed. You just can't wow. even, yeah, you can't can't get anywhere. If you get up to the bar, you better stay there because you there. ain't getting you ain't getting back. You're not getting
2: back. Wow. Yeah. I, I had to I've had to leave a couple of shows at that place because I was just like, all right. My anxiety can't take. I got to get out. I'm going to have a panic attack. I remember specifically Mudvayne was one. And that was a nightmare. I was like, oh, Mudvayne's playing the creepy crawl. This could be fucked. I'm like, I walked in. I was like, oh, no, this isn't fucking great at all. I'm going (laughs) to have a heart attack.
1: Didn't John book that, Mancuso? I think he booked that. That
2: probably. Mudvayne, the creepy crawl. Yeah, because it was like
1: later, right? I mean, they were huge, but it was like after their big blow up moment, right? And then he booked them there.
2: Yeah, I want to say it was like right when like the record with uh, Happy maybe was coming out. Like I think right. it was like right around then. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So they had so already blown still, up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, they weren't a creepy crawl man by any means. They were <laughs> no, show, you know,
1: definitely not.
2: Uh, but yeah, I walked out of that show and I walked out of Head Automatica. Head Automatica mm-hmm. was actually worse. You would think like, oh, a metal show, people are going crazy, punching. Nope.
0: Head yeah. Automatica
2: was teenage girls kicking you. To get by you, punching you to get by you up to the stage, spitting on you, pouring drinks on you. They would do whatever they could to move That's a you lot. Across. It's That's
3: just a
1: lot just to get up to the... It's like, no, it's okay. I'll let you go by. Why did you kick nutty. me, hit me,
2: and spit on me? <laughs> it, it was... Yeah, just ask. It was like the Beatles were playing. It's like the Beatles were playing. It was nuts. It's like, I got to go. I got to get out of here, man. Good show, though. Good shows. Though. So, so comparing oh, yeah. Creepy
0: Crawl to another venue like... This is about the size of Pops, a lot smaller.
2: Oh, no, way smaller.
0: No, way smaller. it's a big size, but, but bigger than Firebird, yeah. right?
2: No, no, really, smaller no. than the Firebird.
1: No
0: way.
2: Yeah, what was the cap yeah. of Creepy Crawl? 150 on a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think so. Tight yeah. 150. And Mississippi the Nights would have big. been like how big? Hmm, Mississippi Nights was
2: 700, maybe.
1: Yeah. yeah, wow,
2: huh.
1: I feel like that. that's, I feel like that's probably what they state, but man, I don't know. They would get a thousand That, that, that seems that. like, a, yeah, it just seems like so much for that room, but it's also one of those though. Every time I went there, I was like, okay, this is bigger than what it feels because every time you went there, it was just fucking packed.
3: Yeah. So
2: it's de- It was deceivingly big because it had, you know, the area where you walked in and there were two bars with seating, like restaurant style seating. And you, when you walk in and you see that, you're like, "Jesus Christ, what is this?" But then you go past there. There's a floor level, and then another floor level. So it was like mm-hmm. tons of space for the for the nutcases to go crazy if they wanted to. But then all the the beer drinking, I want to stand back and just chill. People could do it, but it was still, yeah, just crazy packed always.
1: Yeah, it's um, you can't really compare them. It's you know, and that's why the the both of those carry such a. Um, just carry those stories for forever and will, for any of us, like we'll be talking about shows at those places for forever. And, you know, the generation of musicians in front of us and you know, maybe some behind us, but yeah, it's just, there's, there's no comparison when you just have that feel, you know, Um, FUBAR has its own thing but it's different. The creepy crawl when they closed and they moved, they opened another location and it just was not, was
2: not the same. Just, you didn't get AIDS from the bathroom. It just wasn't yeah. the same. <laughs> right? Not the
1: same. Uh, uh, yeah, no, definitely not the same. And you know, you can't recreate something that's just that cool and has so many cool stories to it. And sometimes they're just done right. You know?
2: So but, what, what's uh, cold? If you want to get an idea, of what the creepy crawl is just go watch rewatch the until the day I die music video it yep. was shot there, but it does it no justice as to how dirty it was, how like broken down the stage was. They actually made that place look presentable right in the yeah. video, you know, well, I was going to give me an idea of like what it was.
0: Yeah. I was actually going to ask about that. Cause I, I wanted to say somebody had told me at one point that, that like creepy crawl was kind of like what story would have considered their home place back when they you know back in the day but i, w- I wasn't sure big
1: blue, big blue monkey more than story yeah. i don't even think know, i've ever heard but, of
0: that oh oh the bane okay yeah i i still but, don't think i've ever heard of them.
1: yeah unless patrick um,
0: might have mentioned him once
1: big blue monkey pre story of the year previous to being story of the year i
2: don't know that i have so okay maybe.
1: but but yeah so um yeah yeah it's a good representation but you still don't until you've been there and you stand in that room and pretty, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't, can't do what's there
2: it. now. Is it like an attorney's office or something? It's something
1: weird. <laughs> I, don't because- even, I don't even know. I know yeah. it turned into Gus's shoes for a while. Remember, yeah, yeah, Gus's yeah. shoes oh, yeah. and fashion.
2: Oh, I know all about Gus just <laughs> to get my dickies
1: there, bro. Yeah, man. Yep. That was the thing to do. Go downtown and shop at Gus's. Where was shop he at though, Gus. previous to that? Was he on Washington? He was
2: on Washington, yeah.
1: Yeah. He's gonna yep. say it before,
2: right there by Levine's
1: yep. hat shop. Yep. Good old. Thing. Go down and get your get your hat and get your kicks.
2: Get you a Kangol, <laughs> Get you some shell toes. Yeah, Gus-O's. the Kang-O. You were Fucking ready. <laughs>
1: you
0: so, were fucking ready. So what's the cap on like red flag? Do you know the new venue? A thousand.
2: A thousand. About, yep. Jesus,
0: I gotta go there. It, big, looked, it looks it's pretty so cool. Awesome.
1: Oh man, it's so cool. A lot of thought put into it. You know, Bob's been in the game for forever and he's surrounded by people that have been doing it with him for forever, you know, and, uh, he saw an opportunity and, uh, it's kind of the whole, um, if you can capitalize on having, uh, the smaller shows and the bigger shows, if you can capitalize on having both and just dominate, and try and grab up as much booking between the two venues, um, He saw an opportunity and the place was available and did a really good job with it, man. I can't wait to go and watch a sold out show there. It's done really well. There is not one bad seat in the house. Um, Balcony that has a view of from every spot. And then um, on the floor, literally you could walk in the door and just stand inside the front door and you'd have a diagonal view of the stage with nothing blocking you. And then you walk back to the bar. Um, You know, one of my, one of my, personal complaints about the ready room, which I think is an awesome venue, um, is <laughs> for us drinkers. We, we like to go back and grab a drink and you go back and grab a drink, you will lose your spot and you can't see anything because there's a wall dividing the bar and the stage. So, uh, here it's just open floor, man. It's very reminiscent Patrick of, uh, of the old galaxy that feel really? not necessarily, but it's kind of that setup where it's tall. It's it's a tall box that uh, stage is adequately sized just kind of in the center of it. And you can kind of see shape all the way around the stage and catch a perfect view from, from anywhere. So, and uh, surprisingly, it's a big, uh, it's all concrete, you know, it's a big uh, concrete block building and uh, they put storage containers in there for uh, up on the balcony and the merch and the the store and then the sound booth, everything is in these metal or steel storage containers so you would think that the sound would just bounce all over the place but uh it really didn't it was one of the best stage sounds i've had uh in a long time it was hell yeah it was surprising to me so yeah but it's awesome can't wait to go all
2: i know about it is what i saw in videos from your guys' show you know yeah Um, but it looked fucking cool i mean i just
1: and dude from an artist perspective the the balcony the balcony on the, uh, uh, stage left, uh, is the green rooms. So you go up, go through the curtain, go up there, and then it's got its own balcony. So you can literally be in the green room and then not have to miss the show. If you're going back and forth, you can literally have your party up there and, uh, watch Hmm. the show from, from a perfect clear view on that side of the stage. So yeah, that's awesome. Very, very well done. And, uh, I hope, That uh, he's been able to pull through. That's why we were happy to do the show and and, uh, be a part of it to help keep people working during that time. And, um, you know, he's he's had to get creative because closing the doors wasn't an option after you put all this money into the place. So, um, yeah, it'll be awesome, man. Thousand person show there is going to be something
2: for sure. Yeah, I look forward to it. Hopefully it's Imagine Dragons with Nickelback opening.
1: (laughs) I'll be
0: there. Sign me up. Can they do a thousand cap? I don't know if they can. They'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, They they can pull it in.
1: they would be all right. Maybe. Yeah. They can just show up and play the Thunder song and
2: draw a thousand (laughs) people. Jesus. (laughs) Your favorite. So, Joel, (laughs) this knucklehead here, Colt, uh, wanted me to name my most underrated butt rock albums right so i actually did come up with a list actually this is what i do with my time i spent time coming up with a list but i had (laughs) to set some parameters though like it's hard to do just butt rock because what is butt rock right right you and i know what butt rock is but the people not in the know they're going to be like well i don't understand what you're talking about so if you had to name a couple would you be able to do it
1: man not probably not you're going to be able to go way more obscure than me. You know, I scratch the surface on a lot of stuff. I don't know that I, I don't know. And what, yeah. What is butt rock? If you say some, you'll go, Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Probably, probably more so that I think when I think butt rock, I think uh, bands that just get completely played out and, and then in turn, become made fun of for whatever reason and not even so much the, the being an asshole reasons or anything else I think it's more so right just getting played out and overdone and overdone and you just get sick of them to the point where some people just end up hating them because they're just sick of hearing it but say you skip I don't know eight to ten years and somebody plays that song and you go dude that song's awesome you know so yeah. that's kind of how I view it but I don't know I'm interested to hear the list.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, before you before you before you give the list, give me just a second, okay? What a boner. I know. Well, hey, do you do you hear the bass in the what? background? What bass? Is that me? I don't know. That's who here.
2: Oh, it's yeah, you. It, yeah, that's it, you. Okay. It's a, it sounds like your are el- do you have that mic on a table? I think you're hitting um, it with your
1: elbow. Well, I do, but that's actual I I live with a producer in my basement. So there's uh, uh
0: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: There's, there's actually music being created right now. Is that too much? Do I need to kill that?
0: If you can, yeah. or at least turn it down a little bit. I, I It sounded just like somebody had a phone on vibrate on their table, and I was waiting for it to go away, <laughs> and it never did. And I was like, if either somebody is really trying yeah. to get a hold of one of you guys, or it's <laughs> not a phone.
1: <laughs> I, just said, Amy, dog. I just sent the message. I can't really hear it because I got my AirPods in, but you're right. Okay, okay. And it's gone.
0: Nice. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't the TV or something <laughs> here at the house vibrating through the walls or something.
1: No, no, that's me. Okay. okay you can cool. edit that. You can edit that out. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not me. It's the famous producer that lives in my
2: basement. It's all good. <laughs> We're keeping it. We're
1: keeping it. We're it. Let's
0: <laughs> do it. I'm good. I'm good with that. All right. So now the list, how many, first tell me who, how many are on this list? And did you do no, this? This is good. Hold I want,
1: yeah, I want, I want to hear the list. Cause I've got questions. I'm taking notes here. I, I, I have questions on topics already. So.
0: Okay. So first Well, you
2: told me to do 20. Okay. But like I said, I had to come up with parameters. So Joel's going to know what I'm talking about. I, I'm not just naming active rock bands. And Joel knows exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. Active rock is what has been defined by our radio friends in the industry as Yeah. Butt and rock. that's
1: probably most what I revert to when I think butt rock. So Exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm very interested.
2: Most people do. But I had to go outside of that a little bit. So what I'm kind of limiting my list to is new metal, butt rock, and then bands that were played on active rock radio stations when butt rock was at its height. I love that makes it. sense.
0: Yeah. What I guess. what year would that be? Or like what time frame would it but hmm. butt rock be at its height? Two
2: thousand three to two thousand nine, I think, is the time period that I gave myself. Okay. Maybe 2010. I don't have too many of those though. Like those bands that are kind of like on the, the outliers of butt rock, but made it into the active rock radio stuff. But, um, so, so so
0: how pissed are you going to get during this when I don't know some of the bands you're talking about? I'm already (laughs) counting on you
2: knowing about none of them. So, or most of them. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm excited. You already
2: pissed me off the last episode with the ones you didn't know. Uh, (laughs) but yeah, so uh, there aren't going to be like, and again, these are underrated albums. So like, but there aren't going to be any metal bands necessarily on here or hardcore bands or indie rock bands. I have underrated records for those, but you said butt rock, so I was trying to find a, a fine line to, to walk there. But one, I know I know for a fact Joel likes it. Oh uh, but I think it's incredibly underrated and it's the album Life Starts Now by Three Days Grace. Oh, absolutely. It's their best, their best record. It's the hands down their best record. You know what, and it's you know what, Probably, I, I would say from a radio play perspective, their least played.
0: I have a, I have a mm, small. If I'm yeah. thinking,
2: is Riot, Riot on that?
0: No. Mm, Riot's no? on the 1X. Okay. Yeah.
2: What's the, what's the radio song or songs from that record? See, I don't even know the radio songs. I just know the, big, the record. The big of the ones.
0: The big ones, Riot so... and uh, um, Animal I Have Become and... But oh, that's okay. not on Life Starts Now, you said. No, it's not. Oh, I thought no. you were asking about the other record. Oh, no, Life yeah, Starts no, Now had um, Break. Break was the biggest one on that one. Okay,
1: okay, okay. Yeah. Break, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the worst, not the worst song on the record, but definitely not the best.
2: Not the best song on the record, not even close. No.
1: Yeah. I have
0: a small, it, I have small why, story about that. That's why I think that. it's an
2: underrated record, is that the songs that weren't played on the radio are better than the ones that were played on the radio. My opinion. Yeah. Uh, so I know you Yeah.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. That is, yep. yep. I, I'll stand I by a, that. I'll argue a... that every time, and uh, that's one of the records that made made several band members hate me. I think <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, well, sorry, I'm not letting it go. It's it's a really good <laughs> record.
2: I recall going to a blues game with you, and one of you and you playing that record, and one of your bandmates going, "Turn this fucking bullshit off." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That might be, and that might be how I know that you like that record. I think maybe we've talked about it outside of that, but
0: uh, hey, before you move on, we were so this is before we started the podcast. This was last year when we went on the float trip, us three, and I actually I had the Bluetooth speaker on, and a song from that album came on, and both of you guys instantly looked at each other and said, "This is such an underrated record," and I almost (laughs) fell off of the raft. Like, what? I Did I just hear Patrick and Joel say that? I can't believe.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Blew yeah, my, blew my mind. fucking good. Blew my mind.
2: I think, you know what? Even though he's not in the band anymore, I think they're an underrated band with the original singer, too, just because his voice is so hard to fucking mimic. He's got yeah. such a unique voice.
0: Right. Wait, hang on, what That's now? why I
2: liked them a lot, but I mean...
0: What are you saying? What's his name? He Adam, sent me
2: something about him the other day. Adam Gontier. Yeah. He's dude, he's got like, if you ask me like, Hey, I'll give you a thousand bucks to join a karaoke contest. I'm not picking a three days Grace song to do in that contest. Cause I know no. I'll fuck it up. He's just that he's got a unique voice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's another reason why I just really like them too, but.
1: I think it's a, uh, yeah. And there's something with, uh, like, I'm a fan of his vocal and then there's something with, uh, a handful of the songs but really it was that record I think the way that record is produced and the guitar tones oh, yeah. and the, the uh, overproduced aspect of the drums and shit that I I would and have tried to pick up influences from that record into some of what we do and you would never put the two of us in the same category but it's uh, there's just something about that when you get the right uh, production with um, you know I mean some of the hooks on that record are just unreal you know um, yeah and it's less goofy if you will than some of their other stuff you know song a little, yeah, little darker a you know. little more yeah, serious for sure yeah. yep yeah however i don't follow anything of saint asonia colt has sent me some of that <laughs>
3: eh. yeah i don't follow funny. any of
1: it you know I, and it's not a thing i'm a fan of adam But then I go, well, maybe it was just the right combination with everything. Cause that was really the record that I attribute when people are like, Oh, three days grace. I'm like, Oh yeah, I love it. But I really don't care to see them now. And I really don't care about St. Asonia. It was really just, uh, much like many things with me is like one record or one song that just hits at the right time and hits. You know, there's something about a couple of those that I could go right to the point on the record and be like, this, this is why this part jumps out at me, and and I haven't heard that rematched in 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 any fashion. So yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, it's gotta move me. I say that to Cole all the time, and he laughs at me. But dude, music <laughs> moves me, and if you if you yeah. make music that moves me in some sort of way, right, you've, you've doesn't got, matter what it is, yeah, you've got me sure. hook, line, and sinker after that, you know, yeah. Uh, like my, my wife makes fun of me for listening to electronic music. You're not supposed
1: to make that face when you say no, my wife I am. <laughs> <laughs> she
2: makes fun of me for liking electronic music and I'll have it on sometimes. And she goes, what the fuck are you listening to? I'm like, I, I don't know. I like it. It's just, it's moving <laughs> me right
3: now.
0: I can't explain it. But see that, um, see, that's what's odd. the kind of, the thing for me that's odd um, and I, Joel, you might be the same way with that too. But you say with, the music moves you, but you literally mean the music. Most people wouldn't think that. Most people would think like the lyrics, like what is being said in this song is what moves you. You're not like that. You're oh, like no doing these the music lyrics, itself. Joel, I it. think Joel, you're a lyric guy, aren't you? Or no? Sure. See. Sure,
2: but I'm a music guy too.
0: I know. I know. Yeah. Cool.
2: I can appreciate good lyrics, and I do. However. The music has to move me first for me to even start paying attention to what it is you're actually saying.
0: Okay. That's just yep. me. Okay. That's just me. I get it.
1: Um, we might've <laughs> talked about this before people listening to this. You're gonna be like, cool. You guys all talked about these things before. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry.
1: We've all spent a lot of time together. Okay. <laughs> um, but with, uh, yeah, it's, it has to move you. It, yeah, it doesn't have to be the lyrics. Sometimes the music hits first and then you go, okay awesome and then you go to the lyrics but there is um uh a band i never want to call it out nobody knows this band anyway have you ever heard the band fort hope yes no lyrically what (laughs) what are you doing what are you doing not not all of it but some of it i go man i wish i just wrote the lyrics because the music is really good and i listened to several of their songs over several records on regular rotation throw it in playlists and uh they are really talented. I mean, when I say the guy can sing, he can sing, and he yeah. can play and sing. And uh, if you were to watch this band live, um, I think they're from the UK. If they were to come here, I would definitely stand and watch every second of that show because the kids can just play. I mean, yeah. play real well. However, you start to dig into some of it, and and they're again not all of it, but some of them are like, dude. What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> did you just say all the boys and all the girls? Did you just say that? Like th- that's what you wrote down? The and your producer didn't stop you? And did, <laughs>
3: <laughs> maybe we come up with
1: something better here. I don't know. So, anyways, um, you know, Fort Hope certainly is going to listen to this, and I apologize, guys. I'm I'm a fan. Um, certainly, <laughs> when they go on, certainly
2: yeah. they're going to listen. <laughs> certainly, yeah. they're going to hear
1: this, <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I, I promise, I promote your music. No, but that's a good example of one that um, I could play you three or four songs. You'd be like, "Damn, dude, yeah, these guys are really good." And then you dig into it more. Yeah, like, was he was he talking about? This is like, oh, I attribute some of that to the, I think they're really young. So
0: us yeah, old guys yeah, can yeah.
1: only relate so much, you know. And if I was real, if I was that good when I was that young, I'd have probably said some stupid shit too. I still say stupid shit. So, but you know, you know what I mean.
2: Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I, that guy's like me. I guess he just doesn't care about the lyrics necessarily. And again, I've, I've listened to bands the same way where I go, God, this is awesome. Then I'll hear what they say and I'll go, well, that's goofy, but it's not going to make me not like the song. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still, I mean, still I a like fan. System it, of a Down. Like, what are we yeah. talking about? I like tones, Like, what are we talking about sometimes? Yeah. Right. You know? Like, what are we yeah, it moves talking you? about? It moves, we don't know. You know. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So anyway, what did I say? What was it? Life starts now. Yeah. It's an underrated record, but that's an obvious one. I feel, uh, I think another obvious one or just because I know you've probably heard of it, but the album sci-fi crimes by Chevelle Mm -hmm. is front to back (sighs) a fantastic album. It's so good. And again, not one of their most popular, um, jars jars
0: was pretty big. Sci-fi crimes.
1: Sci-fi crimes. All right. What's the song I would know? I know any of them. Jars. They get a lot of, Man, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have to look it up. You'll
0: know. You'll know the song for sure. That that, I know that was the big single off the album. But actually, since Patrick, since you mentioned to me that you thought that was a, uh, because you you actually said that was one of the most underrated records from the 2010s. I think you said.
2: And it's from 2009. And it was from
0: 2009 or whatever. But I actually, when you said that, I went back and listened through the album, and it's it's a phenomenal record. Yeah, it's so good.
1: All right, so here's here's my thing. You're not gonna be able to see this, but this right here says how does Chevelle fit into this? So <laughs> that's that was, awesome. <laughs> so you brought up, you brought up Chevelle. That was one of my notes was at the end of this list. If it wasn't on there, how does Chevelle fit into this? Because Chevelle doesn't, doesn't fit the butt rock. The If you were to say, okay, if we did the, uh, like the Jimmy Kimmel, is it Jimmy Kimmel goes down the street and interviews people? Jay Leno. They probably all do that, right? They all do it. Yeah. If I was to interview people down the street, <laughs> And I said, uh, butt rock bands. I don't think anybody's going to say Chevelle. Right. However, in the parameters that are classifying a lot of these, I like, where, where does that fit? Where does Chevelle fit? I know now it's on your list, but you're talking more of a specific record. Um, you know, they had early on success, got hammered on, uh, alternative radio active rock radio, everything. Right. I had no idea. I actually tried to book them once and had no idea just how big they were until you go and look at their accolades and how many number ones and how many, uh, you know, uh, top forties and stuff. you're like, Oh shit. Chevelle's done the damn thing, you know? And, uh, you know, anybody in our area knows that they could play a radio station show and pack the place no matter, no matter what it is, whether it's, one of the headliners at the amphitheater or you know selling out the pageant or whatever so just as a catalog where does chevelle fit into the idea of butt rock what is, is that because just so much radio success because their songs aren't corny right it's mm-hmm. you know
2: well they're a the kind band. of corny but yeah i'm with you that's <sighs> such a good song though it's a good song but it's kind of corny If you think about it. Right. Uh, And it got to be corny because it was so overplayed, but that's kind of like where I lump them in. They fit in with all these bands on the active rock stations and they were blowing up at the same time. I don't think they have prototypical. We always got to use these air quotes, but prototypical butt rock riffs (laughs) or, and they certainly don't have a prototypical butt rock singer by any means. Right. But, and they they do the three piece thing. So that's, you
1: know, they're kind of like in their own little thing because of that.
2: So, but they could play with Papa Roach and then they could go play with Nickelback. Nickelback. They could play with Five Finger Death Punch and then they could go play with, uh, uh, what's the, what's the, oh God,
1: see, that's what happens. Yeah. That other one.
2: God, what's the band? <laughs> Alter Bridge, Alter Bridge. They could go play with Alter Bridge. You know what I mean? Mm. They could hit both of those fan bases and do just fine. You know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's kind of how, that's how I fit them in that. But musically, not so much. You know, yeah. Sure, they got some distorted bar chords. Who does it? Who yeah. does it? <laughs> you know, I don't know.
1: All right. Well, I like it and I still don't know, but I'm the worst with names and stuff. I, as soon as I'm, I'm terrible
2: one, with song it. titles, yeah. So you were like, yeah. what's the big song from that? I was like, oh, shit, that yeah. one. Let me try and start <laughs> singing it. I have no idea. Um, so one I brought up on the last show with him and I actually played it for him because it offended me so much that he had no idea. And you might not, but there's this, a band called Seven Channels. They put out a self-titled record back in like 2000, 2001, 2002. This, and they were like before Nickelback. They were before butt rock had even taken off on radio. But they put out this record. They had like the number one. Do you remember MTVX? Do you remember that uh. video station?
1: I want to say I do, but I don't, I don't know that I'd ever, maybe I never
2: had it. Yeah. So briefly, it maybe lasted a year, maybe two, but MTV put out an extreme video channel where all they played was hard rock and metal. Mm -hmm. Seven channels had like the number one video on that channel uh, Mm. for, for weeks. You know, it was just the most popular video. Not anything special about the video. It was very butt rocky, but, uh, (laughs) um, but, uh, (laughs) But that record, uh, the the single for the video, the song called "Breathe." That's what I played for Colt last week. Uh, That was their single. Um, But yeah, the the album front to back, and maybe that's why I like it because it was so ahead of its time. We hadn't heard of Nickelback yet. The the you know Mm. the majority of the pop, you know, the mainstream like pop culture, active rock radio listeners hadn't heard of Nickelback yet. We hadn't heard of these bands, you know, Three Days Grace, Papa Roach. So uh, Seven Channels kind of had like their own thing. It was, very, it was very ahead of its time, I guess. I don't know. Um, but the whole record's good, so go check it out.
1: Uh, That's it's, on my, it's on my list. Note taken. Sweet.
2: <laughs> uh, Oleander is another one I brought up on the last show. Oh! In my opinion, they have two of the most underrated records of all time. Mm. February Sin and Unwind are both incredibly underrated, in my opinion. Now, both had a song on the radio, but the rest of the records...
1: What's oh, no. the bit? What's the big one? What's the name of that? The the big single that like got uh, them in rotation.
2: Why I'm here? Maybe it's a, it's the reason. Dun,
1: yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah, yeah, I, I would have never
2: remembered that until you said that. Well, the one
1: and, and then if the it would have popped
2: up, I wouldn't have known it was them. But yeah. I would have been like,
1: oh, that
3: song.
2: Yeah, that's from February Sin. And that's way ahead of its time, too. That was like nineteen ninety eight I think or something like that, yeah. and again, they weren't necessarily but rock they were more alternative post grunge, whatever you want to call it. but when that next record came out, man they were they were lumped in with Creed and Nickelback and all those bands, but their records I, were really good,
1: so what a great group to be lumped in with. I wish it was
2: no shit right. <laughs> You get to play a halftime show with Creed, I, okay? Uh, I'll <laughs> swing on those ropes around Scott staff. That's totally fine. What do I got to
1: do? <laughs> so funny. we we went and saw uh, saw a cover band that has a whole stick. I don't know if you've heard of Platinum Rock Legends PRL,
2: no, but I okay. want to know. I want to know so, who they are.
1: <laughs> so so we went and saw this cover band, and uh, it's all things platinum. So. They they dress the part you can look it up like if you go to their page like they do photo shoots in the full dress up right like poison shirts with the brett michaels hat with the they change wigs and they do the whole thing right but anything yeah. that just went huge but it's everything from poison motley crew to prince to michael jackson to bruno mars to like you name it right but it's everything that no matter who's in the room you've heard the song sure and uh they do this they do those this whole rotation everybody sings and when it comes to like the backstreet boys they do the dance routine for that video and they've got the white vests on and the whole thing I love right them. it's a full it's a full workout routine like to do that i'm like oh this is full-time gig but you know cover bands they make good money and when they get a following like that and the place was packed and so we had talked about that and we've been talking about it forever Wouldn't people go to a Nickelback Creed tribute band? I think if we just did that, I think we would have money coming in three nights a week. (laughs) Good money, three nights a week in front of a ton of people. I think as hated as the butt rock genre is, everybody knows it. Everybody knows it and everybody loves it. Closeted, they love it. Uh, I call bingo on Thursday nights. That's how old I am. Um, it's more that that was my uh, uh, forced retirement gig this year. Uh, <laughs> but musical bingo, right? Anytime a Nickelback or a Creed song, arms wide open, came on, and everybody, everybody knows, it and everybody's proud to sing it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm witnessing it right now. It's just who's got the balls to actually spend <laughs> that much time learning. Every Creed song and every Nickelback song,
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll so, and it. you could so, throw
1: you could throw in Trapped, and call it hated rock legends. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, hey, what was and, what, and you
1: have a whole show?
0: What was that that you had last week, Patrick? The uh, he was Chris Brown was number one on some list. What was it? Was it just it was, was just, it just hated?
2: It was hated, but rock members, band members. Okay. So it wasn't no. just lead singers. It's, it was.
1: God,
0: People, just top I, on the
2: list. Some of the yeah, some of the guys I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know the guitar player of Saint Asonia was named that. I, okay, fine. Right. Sure. You hit and I, I, that's Guitar player what for Saint Asonia was? No, I, I don't know. <laughs> he was just was that out that there. Up, <laughs> I, could, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's the guy from St.
1: right? <laughs> Is it really? Mike Mush Mushok? Mushok. He's the I guitar he player for Saint Asonia.
2: Oh shit. There you go. When I won't, I
1: won't go too far down that road. But back to the point earlier with uh, um, Adam fronting that band and knowing that Mike Mashok was a main songwriter and I think writes the, the music. Mm. I think I like Adam better, having more control of writing his own music. I just think his melodies are better over Three Days Grace stuff versus Santa Sonia. and that's mm. like I like Stained as a band as we all did. And uh, I like Adam fronting Three Days Grace, the two of them together. And I don't know that that's the way that it goes. But that's my assumption is that having more control over writing the songs and then writing vocals over somebody else's music instead of sitting down with a guitar and working out the initial ideas on his own. If that makes sense. If that's even they might also listen to this podcast (laughs) and go, hey, man, you're wrong. Adam still writes a lot of (laughs)
2: Again, so.
1: But that's a good assumption, right? Because like if uh, if you wrote uh, if you wrote guitar parts for me to sing over, it would sound completely different than something that I was doing. If we were, cons- you know what I mean? That's just oh, yeah. how that goes. So anyways, oh yeah, that was, I think, a point that I had made before with the whole Adam and Mike Mishok thing. So roundabout, Mike Mishok plays guitar. <laughs> and now you say he's the most hated guitar player.
2: No, he wasn't going Patrick. I had to think of an example quickly. <laughs> I don't think he was on the list. I don't know. And I didn't know so, he was a guitar player. Mike, I know you're listening. I apologize.
3: <laughs> when,
1: when you listen,
2: Mike, Patrick hates you. All right. no, <laughs> I, I don't. I promise. I got to pause. I got to, I got to, you guys can keep going. I'll be back.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't probably still put them in the butt rock category i'm gonna go and listen to that record and see if if your reference would end up on that list if i didn't consider them to be out on on different reasons but the reasoning they kind of flew under the radar right like nobody hates them i don't i don't think people hate on chevelle do they like the the and when i say people obviously but i'm talking like the mass conception i again i don't think anybody would necessarily say chevelle if you were talking to him but um is it because maybe the front man's not an outspoken douche noggle? Right, Chad Kroger, complete tool for sure. Uh, uh, Scott Step Step. Here is what sucks. <laughs> Sorry, that was a joke. The uh, it's not funny, but it was a joke. The uh, a clearly an outspoken idiot and douche noggle, right? And but uh, I did have the opportunity to meet uh, whatever the guy's name from Chevelle is. And he was yep. very uh, reserved and soft spoken and did not play the rock star card whatsoever. Didn't look like he cared whatsoever. He was actually very concerned. Um, the Blues were uh, winning in the playoffs, uh, whatever year. And it wasn't the year we won the cup, but it was a big deal. And so the crowd was chanting, let's go. Or, oh, Every time we'd score, there was a game going on. They'd go blues. He thought they were booing him, and he was legit concerned that it was. He said something back to the crowd, like, "Okay, like thinking, like, okay, we're playing new music. We'll get back to the to the stuff you know." Right. It's like, and literally, people from the station had to tell him, like, "It's a blues game, man, and it's crazy times for us right now. People <laughs> are really excited." That was not against you, but no, he was like legit concerned. And so, uh, didn't play that card like at all. And, you know, so anyways, maybe the front man thing can lead you down the road of butt rock ism. Right.
2: I would agree. I would agree. Uh, so, kinda, yeah, so yeah, it's he's kinda definitely like... not your, like I said, well, that's a good point. He, proto- he doesn't have the prototypical butt rock singing voice necessarily or style. And he doesn't behave like the prototypical butt rock right. singer uh so yeah that's a good point dude i met chad kroger and he was such a nice guy he was such a was cool he? Dude. he was so fucking down to earth man <laughs> it's, it's it's it was so i met all those guys and i was telling cold they were all fucking great dudes like one of the dudes came up i think it, maybe it was the drummer huge red wings fan came up started talking blues hockey with me and was just like, they were just all like cool so yeah. like the stigma attached to that band it's unfortunate but you know maybe they were I mean, we were in like a a green room area where they know they're having like a meet and greet with people. So they got to put it on. Right. Sure. Yeah. But whatever.
1: On stage, Chad Kroger might be one of the cringiest. (laughs) Yeah. Bad jokes. No one gets it. Talks in between every song and keeps talking and keeps talking. (laughs) It was it was something to behold.
2: Unless they're shooting the the beer out of the T-shirt cannons. Yeah. he's Yes.
1: Yeah. And I don't consider that to be. Douchey at all. I want to shoot beer out of Ooh, beer the fuck Yeah, One <laughs> of the best parts of the show. Yeah. We um, literally yeah, we literally threw
2: hot dogs
1: off stage. So uh, yeah, ra- yeah, wrapped in foil throwing hot dogs. So Pop Tarts. I'm all for it. <laughs> Why Guilty. not? Guilty. Everybody, yeah. Everybody wants whatever you're throwing. Yeah. So just saying. Yeah, all right, man. what's next on your list? Fuck. I don't know.
2: Um, So again If I'm sticking to Butt rock I did say on the last show too That the album Love Hate Tragedy By Papa Roach hands down Mm -hmm. Their most underrated record and I still Think one of the most underrated records of that Time period in music And of the genre whether you call them Butt rock whether then they were still new metal Whatever you want to say that that record is So good and I remember uh, Not Hearing any of it until I went to see Them live at Pops actually which that was an insane show. I mean, packed to the gills, you know. Um, and I remember buying the CD there at the merch table because I enjoyed it so much. Like I had Infest, I listened to it. You know, that's a legendary record, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing the "She Loves Me Not" single come out or seeing the video or something. I was like, oh, that's cool, but I wasn't excited necessarily. But then someone was like, hey, you want to see Papa Roach? You want to go? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And I just remember, like, every time they said new song, I remember going, fuck, this is awesome. Like, I was never, like, bummed, like, play Angels and Insects, between Angels and Insects, play Lazarus. I was never like that. I was like, yeah, play something new. I'm curious. And then I went and bought it, and I was just like, oh, my God. I'm not going to say this is better than Infest, but I'm going to say it's as good. And, that again, in my opinion. Um, and it's it's always stuck with me that way. So that's on my list for sure. I don't know if you remember that yeah, record they, or
1: not. The, yeah, for sure. I'm a big Papa Roach fan. And, again, I they – I've seen things, uh, where they fall into the butt rock category. Um, to, to us, it was new metal, you know, that was right. That was, that's what new metal was back in the day. You know, new metals taken on so many different changes, uh, over the years, but, um, yeah, again, I can see why, um, I see why they fell into that and they went corny for several, uh, singles anyway i don't know if it was whole records or whatever else but yeah they went uh you know full la corn balls for a while so uh maybe maybe some of that i think uh i think all those guys are really good dudes too and and get a pretty good rep around uh keeping it together through a lot of uh rough years but oh yeah um but yeah they fall into the butt rock thing but maybe it's because i'm old i don't want to give that to them i want to remember them as
0: new metal Well. Uh, Joel, have you s- seen the new collaboration track that Papa Roach did with that Jarris Johnson? Yeah, hard pass. Okay, I just wonder because I know Patrick hates it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm just I'm t- I'm, yeah, t- God, t- I'm I'm doing just now. I'm towing the it, line because I, I don't know why, if I like do it or not. That?
2: No, I know I, I mean, know why Papa Roach did it, and we I know about why it last they time. did it, but yeah.
1: why? But for the fans, why? Like why? Yeah. That doesn't do it. That doesn't do anything for me
2: yeah but also i don't want to hear that kid sing his own lyrics over last resort yeah. No. i'm not interested yeah. go write yeah, your own last resort dude like i don't want to hear yeah. you. like i don't know that's probably yeah, me being an old fucking bitter fart i get it i understand <laughs> i'm an old okay. hater, we're but allowed i'm allowed and i admit it i embrace it <laughs> uh, but yeah
1: yeah that was my take on that too no <laughs> hard me. pass i don't know yeah. why I don't know why that's appealing to anybody, but it's appealing to somebody, I'm sure, but there is something to be said for breathing new life into something that was that popular and and whatever else and and they can do whatever they want, you know obviously sure. but yeah, I, t- I no, told no, Patrick I bet it was for me
0: I told Patrick I bet it was it was nostalgic as hell to be able to redo that music video though sure, but that would have been cool. But then again, I guess they could, if they, if they really wanted to, they could have just redone it anyways, just for fun, just for fun. Yes. And, you know, remastered the track or something somehow.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. That's what I was saying. They don't need to like do a song with a TikTok star to recapture some sort of fame or success. They're still insanely successful and famous amongst the the festival crowds and like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So like they're doing fine on their own. Like, Financially speaking, yeah, it's probably a good idea because TikTok is all the rage right now, and there are legitimately teenagers becoming millionaires because of TikTok. I get it; it's a good business decision. But they didn't need it. Right. Like yeah. they you know what I mean? Like they're not, they're not hurting for the for the exposure or the money or like I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they're spending through their money. Maybe they're, they're whatever. But I'm just saying, from the, you know, I guess the the implication from the band is that they're successful. They're not sort of leading off this thing like they're hurting for anything, right? They're not starving for anything.
1: I would say, and even the way that that was promoted, that legit everybody involved thought it was a good idea and probably just, uh, and they're old dudes too now, you know, where they're like, hey, it's cool to do something fun and try something different or whatever. Uh, A regular conversation for 18 years in my band has been we should re record that song. We should go back and re-record this, and reach or, and it always comes back to this, or just write another better song, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like there's always that. Could just, just write another song, <laughs> you know. So uh, I get it, you know, and yeah. uh, and certainly the the business appeal. Uh, no band in a big business uh, aspect of the m- music industry. Uh, Papa Roach being one of them wanted to take an entire year, a year and a half, or maybe two years off of work either. So financially,
2: probably a great idea. Yep, one hundred percent. Um, what do I want to say next? Okay, I'll do this one. I think the album "Hello Hurricane" by Swishfoot is insanely underrated.
3: Mm. Hmm. Oh, let's While we're on the out. subject,
2: I think Vice Versus is insanely underrated as well. They fly way under the radar. When it comes to bands from that time period, as far as radio play goes and success and just good songs, um, I don't both of those records are front. Back. Is that a butt
0: the, rock to you? I only know the first no, record. Well,
2: no. So again, I remember, I had to, I had to set yeah, those yeah. parameters where it's like,
0: right? I, I wonder. don't
2: think I don't think Switchfoot is butt rock. I think they're a pop yeah. rock band.
1: Yeah, I was right? going to say pop, pop, almost above anything anymore, yeah. but,
2: but um those songs from those records got played on active rock radio stations. Sure. So yeah, people did and lump them in.
1: Yeah. And bands. probably if they would have stuck with the, their original recipe when they were, cause it was more, you know, it was more active rock when they first started. Yeah. Um, but uh, God, vice versus that song in particular vice versus now that's a lyric song. It's an amazing yeah. song, but man, what a great song lyrically! It's just, it's good, man.
2: That's a great record. Great record for melodies sure. Melodies for days on that record, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guitar melodies, bass melodies, vocal melodies for sure. Um, yeah. The drums are creative in a way where it's not like just like straightforward pop drumming. It's it, everything about it's good to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I would definitely put that on the uh, list.
1: As a lyric guy to read that uh and know that literally that's a guy sitting down with a guitar with something seriously on his brain and he doesn't quite understand how to put it out and just sits down and starts writing words to this simplistic uh acoustic uh melody that he comes up with and you come out with that and when you read that um It tells a story from the very first line, and every line makes sense, tying into the next part and finishes on this point where you're like, Jesus, dude. And even the title has this contradictory meaning. And what a that song is fantastic lyrically.
3: Yep. Yep.
1: For sure. Go read it, Colt. That's your homework. Go read the lyrics. Read the lyrics to vice versa.
2: This guy with pride says to me he doesn't read. It's unbelievable. He'll read lyrics, though. That's the one thing I know he reads because huh. he recites. We'll go lyrics. read
1: lyrics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i prefer not to read. Don't feel bad about that.
0: i definitely prefer, I prefer not, not to not read. To read. Yeah, it's just. Uh...
1: Taking, I told you, I'm taking classes. It's the most reading I've done in forever. <laughs> like, for real. And if I could listen to it, I'd much rather do an audio than than to actually read the words myself. Not a reader.
3: I'm surprised listener.
0: I'm surprised they haven't done that yet like done like um, was audible that does the the books mm-hmm. on the books on tape I wonder if they can't do that with like
1: they probably probably do but not for something as obscure as individual classes there's probably recommended books that yeah would be but not for especially for what I'm did you convince Colt to read
0: <laughs> no, no definitely not no. <laughs> it's gonna take no, a lot longer a, than that a,
1: I kind of defended him. I said I would rather take everything in audio form than to actually have to read it. Um, I, I listen and comprehend better than when I read sure. it and have to read it again to try and pull something. And then sometimes I overthink it, especially writing. Um, if I have to respond to reading material, I overthink it like as if maybe, I don't know. But yeah, I could spend way more time on it rather than, listen to it and then have a conversation about it, way, way better.
0: The reason the reason why reading drives me nuts is that my brain goes to a different direction too way too fast. So like oh, for me yeah. to be reading a paragraph, more than likely I'm gonna have to read that at least four or five more times to try to keep my yep. to try to pull everything out of it. My I just I, I just start thinking many, about other yeah. things and I can't stop my brain from doing it. Maybe I need to yeah, meditate or too, something. I don't know. I
1: have too many conversations going on in my brain at yeah. the same time.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> For it. sure. So what are we on? Like For number show. six?
2: Yeah, we're never going to get through this whole list. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. We'll keep we'll keep talking about them. Uh, what one do I want to do? So, again, this is more new metal-ish. Yeah, it's new metal because they came out when new metal was popping. But uh, insanely underrated record. I think two. I know a few people that know about it. Joel, you're maybe one of them. But the band from Zero, remember oh. that band? Oh yeah. And the album One Nation Under, front yep. to back, front to back, yep. outstanding record. Every song on the record's good.
1: Yeah. Yep. Every song. I can't agree. Can't agree more. And uh, man, for a band doing, uh, they had so many vocal parts going and harmonies going and things and that just other bands. Line oh yeah that other bands just didn't do or couldn't not do chance. and um i couldn't believe that they didn't stick with that recipe and go on to be bigger than what they were the second record for that um uh what was the second record
2: i don't even remember see
1: doesn't matter because it's horrible it was <laughs> not good there it is nothing memorable though, right? no it was like i don't know what they tried to do um it's real weird, man. Uh, yeah, I can't even. I can't even tell you. And I've tried to go back and listen. Like I was probably wrong. I was probably too critical because I loved the first record so much. It's nope, it's not game. good. Don't waste your time on it. <laughs> it's, I'm looking it yeah. up now. I got to know at least what it's called. I don't remember it, man. I, it's weird. No one does. It's a weird thing. I don't know
2: what happened because they had a
1: major, uh, major deal from Warner Brothers. I think was it Warren? They were
2: on so that's the that's Earth. one of the things that I loved about them. They were on an R and B label. They were on Arista Records.
1: Arista, okay, yeah, that's what it was.
2: Arista, Arista. broke Outcast and fucking Alita and like TLC, like and they a new metal band was on. A, like it, that's right. what was so cool about it. I was like, what? But what does this have. band have? that this label was like, yeah, we're going to put it out. Let's fucking do it. Yeah.
1: I wonder if that was the downfall of it though, because Could be. the, the second record completely changed direction and uh, just wasn't good. It's called my so-called life. My so-called life. It's not good. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll have to, you have to listen to it and get, uh, yeah, get some feedback on, yeah. because it's so, it's just not at all. You hope to hear Something from what attracted you to the first record. Nothing. Really? Although that was kind of when new metal was on its way out, too, right? Or that good point. type of new metal. Sure. Right? Because then new metal shifted in the direction of uh limp biscuit and corn and and uh and went really big in that direction. And uh bands that were just like the real new metal. I know you're a big fan of switched. That was another one that Ooh. was big big and incredible record came out big hit a bunch of big tours and then just went away and um you know that was kind of like those bands that were like new metal new metal uh kind of fizzled out on a second attempt you know
3: yeah um yeah
1: but uh i don't know if that was a shift in in just the way that the genre went um but yeah that's that's a Another really good example of a great start and then just fizzled out and left many of us going, What happened? Where yeah. where was the follow up that could have been so good to that record, you know?
2: What happened to these bands? So I got another yeah. one for you then. All right. Remember Pulse Ultra? Of course. The album Headspace, one of yep. the most underrated, unappreciated, unknown records to ever come out from that time.
0: Hang on, what what's the was there one like one big track off of that?
3: Mm. I don't, I don't think they, they had
1: any
2: radio play to be honest with I you. I
1: don't think they did. They hit MTV pretty good. Like yeah. the they they did the college circuit. I saw them at St. Louis University in the campus fairgrounds at St. Louis <laughs> University. Wow.
0: I want to say Weird. that I know a song, a track from them. Um I can't I remember. I saw them with what
2: it is. uh <sighs> Man, what's the so the single the single listed on Wikipedia for that record is Build Your Cages.
0: Yep, I do. OK, I I'm, i don't want to tell Which you I how know I, know. Single, <laughs> I don't so.
2: know. I do know that, that song, that? though.
0: It is a good song. Mm-hmm. I don't know the rest of the record, though. Uh,
2: the rest of the record, again, front to back. There's not a bad song. Yeah. Build the Your record. Cages. Build Your
1: Cages is by far the bi- I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, The reason
0: and I know that, that is. is because that track was on Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2 on PS2. Okay. Of course yep. that's why we know
1: it. <laughs> Dude, 2002, and that's the only album on Spotify. So another one that just disappeared. This was like, oh, wow, this is really good and amazing live show. Really good live show. Oh, uh, they were on tour with Trust Company on oh, the college nice. circuit. Yep, so I saw them. They were direct support for Trust Company at St. Louis University <laughs> Fairgrounds Camp. Oh, what a weird thing. It was that is so weird. strange. But It was awesome, though. They put up a full stage and full sound and lights, and it was just like seeing a show anywhere else. But Nice. Yep. So I'll, I'll
2: give you another one from that time period, then, that, again, a band that sort of just disappeared. But first record, amazing front-to-back record, is Apex Theory, Topsy Turvy. Hmm. Yep. Front-to-back. Yep.
1: Front-to-back. Another one that probably stuck to the we are new and you metal and uh, shot themselves in the foot, maybe hanging on to that or tried to, you know, maybe the shot, the, the genre just failed those bands, you know?
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I, that happens, was a, you know, a shift though, because... in
1: when, yeah, when you are in that genre, like there is yeah. no better way to define that than. Those bands were produced from a genre, a plethora of other bands doing that kind of thing. And they just got really good at it and kind of broke through. But then when the genre shifted, it left, I think a lot of those bands uh, just maybe nowhere to go. Yeah. 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 Or a million other reasons. People hate each other. You know, band members don't like each other a lot of no, times. No, So unless you know the specific story behind it, it could be a thousand reasons as to why. Maybe the genre was begging for them to put out a good record and they couldn't hold it together. But seems like a lot of those were kind of lost to the wayside.
0: Yeah. That's kind of funny you mentioned that what? because me and Patrick actually mentioned on the last show, the band Revis. I asked him if he ever listened Ugh. to that, that album.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to wait for him to come back on this one. Hey, Pat. I told you, kids ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that while he's not here. Yes. My, son, my son probably heard me say that. So I'm just kidding. I don't mean it.
0: He's old enough to know. <laughs> he's old enough to
1: know. He's like, yeah, well, you ruin everything. <laughs> like, Dad, <laughs> um, you're a child. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're the child here. <laughs> I am the adult. <laughs> I am the adult. I'm the one that has a job.
3: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's true.
1: <laughs> Sorry, son. <laughs> I'll go shovel the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. And uh, I forget. I don't know if it was a publication or somebody that uh, somebody that I follow said something about. A, I don't know if they called a butt rock, but Revis fell into that. I took personal deep. Personal offense to that. I, I don't think that ever. Although that when they went out um, on the tours for that record, they were right in the middle of that genre. Evanescence, you know, they toured yeah. with Evanescence, and that was Evanescence. I guess would be a butt rock band in a way, right?
0: I, I wonder if I, that's on his list. I get. I mean, yeah. Um,
1: okay, so he he mentioned Revis so yeah yeah uh, i I would never put them in the butt rock category. I think there's defining things musically lyrically, vocally that do not fit the category uh and there's no rock star ish uh star rock star ishness edness ishness uh <laughs> that would that would lean that direction um that record is amazing uh places for breathing so good
2: so see i don't know goddamn it goddamn good
1: he brought him you them still up. don't know
2: it no so he yeah so listen so he brought him up on the last show and i was thinking i'm like yeah i mean i guess they're kind of blood rock but they're still good right and then we started talking about like who do we know that talks about them a lot and then your it's name me. came up and i was like it's is your friends with them like where are they yeah. from aren't they like from somewhere around here yeah and then uh southern I was illinois a different band yeah it southern
3: illinois
2: <laughs> i looked up revis and that song that they had that was popular i guess i was like oh god this isn't a this isn't who i was thinking of and b i've never listened to this band i'm an asshole
1: yeah so, so yeah, i knew I about need, them. i need to go back i i admittingly found out about them late everybody that was like the southern illinois band the the uh the one that broke away from uh carbondale area and uh it was like the Southern Illinois pride. I didn't know about that until it was done and they weren't even together as a band anymore. Oh Uh, but then I met Justin, got the opportunity to work with Justin, their singer. And, uh, uh, then he became my vocal coach and then ended up doing vocals, backing vocals for signal to sirens for us. And then, uh, they got back together and, um, yeah, this whole thing, we, we ended up taking some of their gear back from Southern Illinois out to California when we went out. And so, um, in getting to know those guys, got to know the music and was like, dude, I don't know how I missed this, but that record is so good. And you look at the timestamp on it. It is so ahead of its time. Like I it, keep
2: hearing, I gotta, I'm, yeah, it
1: just, it's solid. There's no way you don't like this record from start to finish. And then, uh, they got back together uh, there was turmoil within the band that caused them to uh, not continue, but they were right in that. Uh, they toured with Evanescence. They did the okay. whole MTV thing when MTV would have uh TRL and they would put the band in that little room and have them play and everything. If you can look those up. Yeah, they did. They did a full concert like the used and story of the year, like all around that time wow. when Evanescence was like at their peak and uh and then didn't go on to do another record yeah. and so That's um, or got shelved maybe. So then when they got back together uh, years later um, after we had known them and everything, they put out one single that I think they did a record, put out one single broke up again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and so, and so that single made it and you can listen to that. It's called save our souls. Great song, excellent song. And that made it uh, to being released and they didn't like Um, the deal I believe is what it was. They didn't like the deal that was presented to them, uh, Justin or the rest of the party, if I'm misspeaking, sorry, but, um, yep. They said, we're not, we're not going to go through that again. Uh, and, uh, that record never saw the light of day and it's good. It's a really good record and it's shelved forever to, to only be heard by a few people. So, um, But yeah, that's a, it's a great example. I took offense to it when I saw it and I forget where I saw it, but somebody had called them butt rock or or something in that category. And I was like, really? (laughs) Like, man, I, I would never, I would never, but I don't know, I guess depending. Yeah. If you heard it because you heard they were on tour with Evanescence or something, maybe that automatically gets you lumped into, you know, that scene, but yeah, check that one out. You'll enjoy that record. I promise.
2: I'm going to, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole just for that, that one single. And I know they were on like Jimmy Kimmel and like the late night shows. I was like, how did I miss this? How did I miss this? Like, how did I, yep. How did I, it was
1: only through, you know, our friends from Southern Illinois that, uh, that we even found out about that and then to come to find out that they were like, you know, that was the band that you wanted to play with if you went and played the Copper Dragon in Southern Illinois or something like that. You know, they were the 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 ones that broke out of of Illinois and hit a major deal and went on tour and everything.
2: Those are the uh, Wiley stories I hear. Maybe that's why <laughs> I'm always like, yep. shut up.
1: yeah, Wiley and Pete and, and all me. those guys, yeah, <laughs> yep,
2: yeah, uh, shut up, Wiley." <laughs> Who the fuck is Willie? Um. <laughs> Who is Willie? What's another one here? Oh,
1: that's a good story. Who the fuck is Willie? <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, another one that I brought up on the last show. I played it for Colt. I'm sure you remember it. The band Pressure 4 Five. 5. Mm-hmm. The album Burning the Process.
3: Those? One of them yeah, more underrated,
2: one. underplayed, unknown records from that new yep. metal transitioning to butt rock period. Yep. Like they played Point Fest.
1: Yep. Um, yep that was around the lost profits time too. I actually saw them with lost profits in uh, Kansas city at uh, whatever the, I don't think that venue is still open, but it was like the Mississippi nights size venue in Kansas city and uh, man, they blew the roof off of it. They actually opened for lost profits. I think they were kind of flip flopping on that tour and uh, I was like, God, I know lost profits is good, but that's going to be tough to beat. Like they're insanely good. So, but another one that just didn't, 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 happen. didn't No, it didn't make it past that era. Just uh, kind of went away.
2: Good Here's record, another though. one for you from that era. A little on the heavier side, but I only bring it up because the singer now is one of the most successful butt rock bands out today. Do you remember the band Motograder?
1: I know the name. I couldn't tell you any of it. Maybe okay. if I heard it, but uh, somebody we know is a Motograder fan.
2: So or they put out a self-titled out. and kind of fell off the face of the earth. But that record, we're talking, it was new metal, metal-ish, but that, that's the, the record had vocal hooks for days. That's why I liked it. But that guy is the lead singer of Five Finger Death Punch.
1: Oh. Oh. Okay. The new butt rock.
2: The new, the, the new, new butt
1: rock. The new, new butt rock. Five Finger yeah. Death Punch and Bad Wolves.
0: Oh yeah! Wow. Well, do what? they have a singer? I would say, is it possibly R.I.P. I Bad think Wolves they do anymore? <laughs> well, the band um, said they're
2: going to keep going
1: without them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it could be done. You know, Yeah. yeah. I hit enough success to find the right guy and make it work. You know,
2: that guy's think, uh, that guy's really good. Yeah. Did you go see? Did you go see? Mudvayne. When they played the Pageant, um, never saw Mudvayne live. Really? Yeah.
0: Patrick's seen them 413 times. I've seen
2: them a lot. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's one of those bands that I guess every time they were in town, I saw them play. Oh but, man, uh, I was all for it when they came out. They played. They played the Pageant. Uh, I want to say this was probably about 2012ish. So they're already Mudvayne. They're already radio hits music video hits, they're mud vein. They're, they're, and that, remember, it was sort of like a big deal, like, oh, they're coming back to the pageant. That's pretty cool. And they came with 10 years, and mm-hmm. they got Snot back together, which I don't know if you remember <laughs> Snot, but their oh, album yeah, gets some again, one of the most underrated records from a time period. New metal, I guess, but, right. but Tommy from Bad Wolves, who at the time was in Divine Heresy, sang mm-hmm. for Snot on that tour. Wow. And he fucking nailed it. Nailed wow. it. And yeah, I remember feeling bad. I was like, oh God, I feel bad for 10 years in Mudvayne having to follow that. Now, it's not a pretty unknown band. So it's not like they were blowing away people with like hit songs and like, but right. they were just fucking, it was good. It
1: was just, just real good. good. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. He's it's a, a powerhouse.
1: Bummer. Yeah. Divine Heresy was, that's not like the the whole like industrial metal type thing was not my thing, but that yeah, was really undeniable good. when those guys came out. You're like, oh, shoo, really good. Old boy good. can, yeah, Old Boy can get it.
3: Mm hmm.
2: So hopefully he keeps making music. You know, I'm I don't sure. really. I don't. I'm sure. Um, he put out a statement too, where he was kind of like, "I'm not going to apologize for my political views. I feel this way. You know, there's no animosity with the band. They just thought it was whatever, whatever." Uh, right. So, well, keep putting out yeah. music, dude. I don't know if I care about your political views so much. I care you know, the fact that you're a badass right. singer. You know. Right. Um, right. Unfortunate, but kind of the, the way it is. Um. What else do I got here? Ooh, here's a good one. Kind of from that time period of of from 0, maybe a couple years later, but again, do you remember the band Hotwire? Yep. The album The Routine, front to back, just fucking yeah. badass record.
0: <laughs> no one yeah. knows about it.
2: No one knows yeah. it even exists. And they were a little bit ahead of their time too because they had that like that like they weren't new metal, they weren't metal, they were hard no. rock but they had that little bit of like hardcore sort of
1: like right i was gonna say punk fell, sound fell more in kind of like the glass jaw scene yeah like that but they got locked in with that maybe that yeah that kind of thing so the singer from Hotwire went on to uh be the front man for fake figures uh oh, yeah. also front yeah so uh good friend of mine bob um is the bass player for fake figures travis miguel from atreyu is on guitar and uh He's the he's the sanger and fake figures is awesome and severely it. underrated. They ended up on a list last year for one of the under most underrated bands. That's got two excellent like EP records, call it a record, but um, short records. Uh, great, great stuff, and um, nobody knows it.
2: So, yeah, it's a shame. It's out nope. there. You can still find it, people. You can still find it. Hey. And you can still buy it. You don't have to stream That's right. (laughs) You
1: can pay for it. No one's going to do it. it. Um, I'm streaming.
2: (laughs) I know. I know. It's okay, man. Okay. Do you know the band Fair to Midland? Yep. Arrows and Anchors? Fucking front to back. Yeah, man. They are that old, huh? That's from... I don't know when that's from. I mean, that's got to be 2000... What? 11. Sorry.
1: Sorry. The producer came upstairs.
0: I get it. (laughs) I think that guy runs the house now, don't he?
1: Pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) Thank God he hasn't started charging me rent yet. It's coming. It's coming. He found out I got a job. (laughs) 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 Ah, dumb. So. Kids and dogs. I'm going to, I know, right? babysitting um the uh i'm gonna circle back to two of the biggest that have been called butt rock that we wouldn't consider maybe you do now but would have never considered but Please. it's limp limp biscuit and even corn who that, calls
2: them butt rock
1: oh it's there who are and these i think
3: psychos? it's, I think it's just
1: they? now i think it's just now that you know um that they're older and it's not, it's definitely not new metal anymore at the time when they came out, that's what new metal was. Right. Um, but, uh, Oh, for sure. For sure. Some of the, uh, uh, sillier things that came from, um, not so much corn, but Limp biscuit uh, Finn McKinty talks about that too, about how it's not necessarily that, it's a, a thing that they should be so hated, but more that you should respect a guy like Fred Durst that is very well spoken on what they set out to do. And yeah. he did it and dominated everything. Yeah. Um, Ruled the world. Yeah. Just off the top of your head. Uh, I like statistics and and knowing the numbers and seeing if people can guess it. How many records, how many records did uh limp biscuit sell total? You think?
2: Between all the or, albums,
1: at, the, at their yeah yeah total, total records sold
2: at their yeah. height. Uh, I'm gonna go. I think I've looked this up before too, but um, uh, I'm gonna go. So we're we're talking about Significant Other and then Chocolate Starfish. Really, are the two? Right. And, wasn't
0: there one before those two? Also, the
2: is there one in like, between there that I'm missing? It's or, like goes three right dollar bill, y'all, or something like Starfish, that? Right.
1: Three dollar bill, y'all, was what broke them.
2: Yeah, running okay. the
1: Mississippi club, Mississippi nights clubs, and yeah, okay, the small okay. clubs and shit for. So I'll go. Some people nail this, and some people are way off. And I'm going to go twenty five was... million. Okay, Colt, what do you think?
0: geez, I don't know. I'm not good with I'll this. I'm um, not good with this. Well,
1: here's what, here's what'll help you too. Cause we were kind of talking about, and even though I was the one that looked up the answer, the group uh, talking a bunch uh, amongst band dudes is that you have to consider that um, they started selling records pre MTV. Yeah. Then they really broke MTV with faith with the cover. Right. And then went on to do significant other. And then I didn't even realize how well the other records beyond that did, but did the, uh, roll in and, uh, Child
0: break stuff.
1: And, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then the rec, I don't even know the record after that, but there was all of those records had like number ones on TRL and shit, because that's when TRL right. was still going. Right. Um, so anyways, Colt, take a shot. Let's go
0: 35. So you, can, you can just go. I'm going to go 35. 35.
1: Yep. Okay, 40 million records, Dang, 40 million records. I'd say Fred Durst did what <laughs> he wanted to do. I think he knew what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I just looked it up here, but at the time when we looked that up, it was a 10 million record difference. This one now says that corn also holds 40 million records, but, uh, at the time we looked it up, it was 30 million. And that took me by surprise because me personally, corn was a bigger deal earlier than lint biscuit but i guess all that fred durst fame and all the mtv stuff and all that like you know the mtv beach parties and stuff like they were performing at that
2: shit you know I mean, that's Dude, like the chocolate starfish release party yeah the chocolate starfish cd release party was at the fucking playboy mansion <sighs> like it doesn't get any more like when we're talking like pop yeah. culture like right. it doesn't get any bigger yeah you know that's really like, what it was yeah pop culture right
1: have, have fun, you guys just, have you guys
0: been to a limb biscuit show yeah yes yes does he come out of a giant yeah. toilet
1: <laughs> he did for yeah, one tour yeah. he yeah, did on on tours, was, right. They did that at woodstock yeah. <laughs> 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 like what i think it was at what did it, i think so i think they i think it was yeah.
2: Wood, woodstock they just i remember because i've watched it a billion times They just okay what well, yeah
1: so yeah. okay yeah
2: yeah crazy
1: <laughs> like you talk about doing whatever the fuck you want to do. And that attributing to their success. Crazy. Come out of it. I'm going to come out of a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> the climb out work. of a toilet. <laughs> it's going to work. It's going to be awesome. People are going to
2: love it. Don't worry. <laughs> Can you imagine? Unreal. He had a thing too. That was his thing early on. And, 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 I I found this out later on when I was watching some documentary on them and he isn't even the one that admitted it. It was other band members, but when they were like first starting out and getting a little bit of buzz about them, when they would go, when a radio station would ask them to come play one of their festivals or they would get booked on a bigger show, he would always be a dick to the sound guys to get attention. It wasn't anything wrong with the sound. It wasn't anything like he did it on purpose because people started talking in the audience would go, the fuck's this guy's problem what what actually is going on here right everybody everybody would start going. why is he so self-made he would delay delay the start of shows by 10 15 minutes because he would make the sound guy keep changing Wes, keep playing the riff keep playing it don't start yet don't start yet Mm -hmm. don't kick the drums in yet like i need more of this and it was all an act yeah just that happened
1: that uh that's on the woodstock footage i think right like I don't remember where I I, Yeah, yeah, I think there's a whole thing of like, can you guys hear me? Can you fucking hear me or whatever? That was all fake. An unbelievably awkward long amount of time. (laughs) Yeah. That was like, can you, can you guys hear me? Yes. No. That was all planned. Like, who are you talking to? Like (laughs) this person individually or you mean? All these people. You mean this ocean of people? Can everyone hear you? Probably not. <laughs>
2: yeah. But uh, that was all that yeah. was all a plan to make the, the introduction of Nookie bigger. Right. You just draw it out, draw it out, draw yeah, yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, that's uh so I knew uh I knew people that met him and uh became regular contacts with him when they would come in town, um and just said it is stage versus personally. Personally, the nicest, nicest sweetest, soft-spoken guy—at least at that time—and um, uh, and would literally remember friends of mine and reach out to them when they would come in town. Like he would reach out and be like, "Hey, we're in yeah. town," and they would—he would initiate the hangout. Like, so I mean, it's pretty undeniable but it's like, okay, well, that's not a complete, you know. That's not somebody that just forgot and or said some shit and then doesn't think about it again. It was like, no, we're back in St. Louis for this, and would bring a group of people. Like, hey, I've got ten of you on the list. Like, who does that? You know, Fred Durst, rock stars, pretty right?
2: weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, rock stars for sure. Pretty weird.
1: Um, yeah. So, anyways, I loved the statistics on that, and I should. We should look that up sometime in in comparison. Maybe I can do that. Go on, go on to your next one, but I'm I'm curious. Like what else? What's a good comparison across another genre. That's 40 million records.
2: Well, we were talking about it on the last show. I didn't even, I forgot, but dude, country grammar for Nelly is a diamond record by itself. (whistles) Diamond. Like, it, it, it i guess that's i don't insane. know how i it just it escaped me that he had sold so many records when he was popping like that but like 10 million for one album is just insanity to me um that's. i think that's a good comparison when you talk about total album sales i think nelly's right around the 50 million mark or something maybe
3: mm, could be wrong
2: about that but maybe 20, 20, what's on my list I'll throw another new metal out there. I think the album Confession by Il Nino is one of the more underrated records from that time period. Front to back, melodies for days, catchy. Il Nino? Yeah, Confession. As I just said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great record. Yep. What's another one? Great watch. Spine shake,
2: spine shake, self destructive pattern. Me- people melodies for love days with spine
1: funk. shank and that's one that just completely missed my radar i knew of it and and people would uh pass it to me that i gotta hear this record and these guys brandon ardinger Pops. yeah he uh god he loves spine shank man constantly talking about spine shank i don't
2: know i, I completely missed it i'm surprised you did because they played pops every thursday it seems
1: like <laughs> i've seen them i've seen yeah. them but it just flew under my radar as anything that i went back to for whatever Forty reason. Below
2: Summer is another one. They would they, they would uh, come with Spine Shank every Thursday.
1: That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yep, you are correct. <laughs> Forty Below Summer, man, that first record. Uh, so good. What's that? In- invitation to the dance. Yep.
2: Here's just
1: a reference. Uh, the album Hotel California. Okay. 26 times platinum now that's just one record that's just one record but you think about like as a catalog a band like limp biscuit doubled hotel california their catalog versus one record but right yeah i'm I'm just looking trying to find something compared to on this list but that's interesting god 26 million (laughs) 26 times platinum for one record jesus christ
2: yeah, what's the what's the name? So like ten million is diamonds, so what's twenty? Is there do have we even given that? I, I how don't many know. records have done that though? Like single records have sold over twenty million. The is, list has to be short, right?
0: say so is that a thing? Has that been done?
2: Well he just named one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay. I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure um, dude when
1: I when I like thriller I started this list yeah. for, for reference. The Beatles is it like 190 million records Jeez sold Christ. or something crazy. I just skipped right on by that. I was like, okay, right? trying to get a little closer in
3: comparison.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but I, I,
1: I got to
2: imagine the list of... Actually, Colt, didn't we go through a list of rock albums that have sold like the most successful selling rock? Like, didn't Creed's first record sold like... 20 million copy it, it's done really mm. well I don't Something remember like that. I don't remember so who
1: I'll find that later
2: on this who ends up on this list
1: so mm, best selling singles single songs okay. Bing Crosby's White Christmas tops the list at 50 million copies <laughs> sold for one song
2: my mom has 30 million of those <laughs> to herself.
3: Jesus
1: Christ Yeah, this is a lot of old, older stuff. Um, (laughs) John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, 15 million.
3: Um, For the Greek song?
1: Yeah. What's that called? Uh, Uh, The one that I want. You're the the one that I want. That all makes sense. This all makes sense. This isn't the list I was looking for.
2: (laughs) There aren't any surprises on this list is what you're saying?
1: No, Britney Spears, Baby One More Time, 10 million, one song. <whistles> Off to a good start. Your first single, <laughs> ten millions, 10 right. million sold.
2: Are you a member of hashtag Free Britney? Or is it Save Britney or Free Britney Cole, I,
0: I
1: don't know. I proudly, what are you talking about? I proudly admit that I watched it. Did I'm you? I proud. haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, is no, it it's good? good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> weird, <laughs> weird shit. A lot of money a lot of money man a lot I, of money a lot him, of pills.
2: <laughs> i brought up to him yesterday because that came out and i guess there's been such backlash that justin timberlake apologized publicly about uh state talking about their sex life publicly and i was like right. dude you wrote a song like a number one hit about her cheating on you yeah so you've reaped the benefits financially and now you're going to apologize like i felt like it was yeah. it was silly but it's a good yeah. song
1: yeah uh, apologies are forced these days though too yeah it just so. felt so weird i was like
2: why, why, you didn't make the documentary bro like what are you apologizing for
1: like right
2: you yeah. had nothing to do with cool.
1: it and you were also a kid dude guess yeah. what kids talk about who they're banging <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i guess you're it was just i guess it was that. just
0: his way of getting out in front of it thinking that he was going to get some backlash if he didn't go ahead and take care of it
1: I don't know. I don't know. He's older now. He made a recent apology. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Last week. Since the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's older now. He probably is. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was a stupid kid. Guess what? Surprise, surprise.
2: See, but that's not what he said. That's why it's odd to me. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, he can just really add. But either yeah. way, either way. I mean, I don't care if he apologizes. I just thought it was strange. I'm like, I don't think you need to apologize about anything. I think people know that you're not a kid anymore, but. Right. Some people don't. Obviously, they expect apologies, like you said, or whatever. Um, Right. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Anyways, it was worth a watch. It's weird. I'm gonna watch it. Money, money does every every aspect of that is so much money, and that's just you (laughs) you know, goddamn. I don't know. It's just more money than people know. Their brains don't work right when they're around that much money. I think that is what it comes down to. And everyone around that is like, yeah, this is more money than I'll ever see or deal with or handle or some people handle it. Okay. And other people don't. And you know, whatever's going on there, it's pretty weird. But, <laughs> but her
2: dad's in control of all of it. Is yep. that still the thing?
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: So what is In she control
1: doing? of all of it. And you know, it's a weird thing though too, you know, and you got a kid now I got teenagers and uh, you know, my, my kids are great kids, but if, there was take the money side of it out and just look at the aspect that, um, kid gets involved, you know, maybe just, uh, doesn't have any motivation to go to school anymore. As a dad, you're going to go, hang on, what's going on here. Right. Right. And then you go, well, there's substance abuse on a major level, lots of pills. And it's been going on for years trying to, uh, you know, control this, you know, and then there's, Uh, You know, people pushing you in all these different directions. And even if it was not that level, but just like a really stressful job and pills are helping you get through it. And the people that are around you, your best friends. And in this case, it's managers and assistants and everything else are trying to do what they know to do or whatever else. As a dad, at some point, you would think with a clear head, you go, okay, fuck everybody you're hanging around. No more. Everybody get away. I'm in charge. This is my kids' life. And this is how this is going to go. Uh, but that's not the whole story, you know, because then you see the clearly whacked out, still under tons of medication, the the posts and the the cries for help and things. Yeah. And whether it's a cry for help or not, that's not. So, the, all right. So to so sum it up, watch the documentary, but there's a point where she made a resurgence, right? And was doing great. That's when dad got involved. Oh, uh, okay. People criticize him because it was too much of a schedule for her or whatever else. And she wasn't as stable, didn't need to be on that rigorous of a schedule and shit. But if that's what she does, dad gets involved. She gets cleaned up. She looks great. She starts getting TV shows that the talent show, whichever one of the talent shows that she was a host on and shit. She was speaking clearly and functioning clearly and doing tours and things and then fell off And then disappeared and hasn't come back out. But so, you know, who knows there's, there's a lot of weird stuff. Dad's not the most liked guy and, and whatever else, but as a dad, I look at that and I go, well, that's not that weird. I would have, that would have been like, Hey, yep. We got to step in and do something here. Cause yeah, you're completely off the rails. Right. But all the other shit that, you know, she has no control over anything and still is not doing well. And hasn't made a statement. Like if she was, well, you would think a statement would come out like, Hey, I'm good. I'm just not doing this anymore. You know, (laughs) I've had too much madness in my life, but none of that has happened. And then there's, you know, I won't fill you in on the the rest of it, but yeah. So it's weird. It's weird to watch because, and then, then taking all of that into account, you go also you're worth more money than everyone in the world. (laughs) Not everyone, but you know, (laughs) basically on that big of a scale, it's pretty much like, oh yeah. And then you have all this influence of, you know, more money than most people will ever have to understand how to deal with you know right so
2: crazy Damn. crazy story yeah that's what that's crazy for britney I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why i said is it free britney or say britney i don't know ah, I, I just poor, read about the hashtag because I'm a, I'm a i'm a twatter yeah and uh <laughs> i just and uh, watch
1: it you'll enjoy it
2: yeah, I'm going to. I just read that, like, oh, your dad's in control. It's ridiculous. And I was like, I don't know anything about her. I didn't even know there was a, a drug thing with her. I had no idea. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't I know. I think her.
1: clearly the, there's got to be something pilled out or, or something just in her voice. Here's the biggest thing. When she got cleaned up and comes back, I can't believe we're spending this much time talking about Britney Spears. <laughs> Dude, but, <laughs>
3: I'm with it. I'm, I'm not ashamed at all. But
1: people uh, are like, these guys are really something. Uh, but Just speaking clearly and not talking like an infant, Uh, like, you know, just in her voice and shit. Like when she came back out, she's uh, articulate. She is functioning properly. It's a physical, it's a noticeably physical difference in how she, just her mannerisms and how she talks and how she looks. And you can see it in her fucking face you know yeah when she came back out and was getting those shows and shit she looked healthy and like careers on track and everything looks great and then just a physically uh noticeable noticeably physical difference between that and the videos and shit that have emerged now it's like oh yeah she's not well clearly so
3: it sucks yeah
2: yeah i'm gonna check it out um, i love me oh it's, it's funny i love i love music documentaries so that's why i'm gonna even though it's more about a person, not necessarily yeah. about the music, but right. Um, if you haven't, and if you're even curious a bit, I watched the Go Go's documentary. It's on mm-hmm. maybe Amazon Prime. Maybe I watched it mm-hmm. the other day. So good! It's really? one of my favorite music documentaries. Now it is so good. I was telling What's Colt. The, I was telling Colt, like, yeah, you don't know the stories around like them having male groupies and them like like they would be they would go to jail now if it happened today like the abuse they, they gave these male groupie dudes like there's videos of it and like yeah they, oh, were, wow. they were they were something else man it was a great documentary anyway wow i mean i wasn't alive when they were popping but you know you heard the stories right later on um hmm. i'll check yeah, it, it good documentary
0: anyway so how many how many uh I don't
2: know. I've I've not been counting. Yeah. Okay. In between whining dogs and whining babies, I'm just picking what I have written down here.
0: Well, we we spent we spent a half an hour on. (laughs) (laughs) We had a half an hour on Brittany, which we weren't expecting, but we may want to. Sounds like your son is ready to.
1: Brittany is not. (laughs) Brittany is not considered butt rock though, right?
0: I don't think so. She probably doesn't fall butt into pop. that category. Maybe butt it's pop. Butt pop. <laughs> is there such a thing as butt pop? There is now. Hey, I we just like, uh, uh,
1: there is. We put we put Britney into the butt pop category.
2: <laughs> I love it. I feel like Britney's a good stopping point for a podcast. What do you Bud?
1: Think hi, Bud. Clyde. Hi. Hey, buddy. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Say something. No. Okay. Anyway, I feel like that's a good stopping point. Britney Spears, Britney. That's usually we cap our butt, butt
1: rock butt conversation <laughs> with ending on butt pop with the right. the queen of butt pop.
2: <laughs> butt pop. I, I like that. It. I'm going to adopt that. Who else is butt pop? Real quick, real some off. Mm, butt mm. pop. Celine Dion. <laughs> pop. That's a
0: that's a good one.
2: Uh huh. Butt pop. Miley's butt pop, in my
0: opinion.
1: My yeah, Miley would be butt pop for sure. Okay, for sure, Miley.
2: Miley. Uh, Miley's
1: Perry. recent covers—I've just gone off the rails. Miley's recent covers that she's been putting out, <laughs> dude. She, she's awesome. Miley Cyrus is awesome. That's why I like uh, and butt pop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't go on a Miley Cyrus rant. Yeah. I won't do it this time. <laughs> <laughs> All like, right, he's, he's not. Like, <laughs> he up and be like, "Don't do it." Yeah, he's like, "Dad, <laughs> not, not again." About
0: this. <laughs> anyway, well, Joel, wrap
2: this shit up, Colt.
0: We're glad Yo. you came on the show, man. Had fun. Thanks, man. Yeah,
1: we finally made it happen. It I'll bl- do this. Uh, I say I'll do this anytime, but apparently I'm a pain in the ass to schedule.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I just—I just anything I, I, like I, I,
2: else? Just blame Colt.
0: Yeah, I just have to get a hold of you when you yeah. got enough whiskeys in you. And you, that's right. Put it in your calendar. If I can, oh, is I, that How
2: we got you on here? Yes, I, <laughs> I figured we out that we didn't look sober, Joel. We booked drunk, Joel. Is that what you're telling me? Listen,
0: all you well, have to do is get it in sober his calendar,
1: Joel. While Joel was not sober, Joel. Okay, okay. <laughs> you
2: showed up sober, but agreed. That's right. Yeah, that's right.
1: Again. Keep it at 9 a.m. instead of 9 p.m. Yeah, you get a functional. Might not. Maybe it's more entertaining at 9 p.m. I don't know, but more functional at 9 a.m. for sure. Coffee versus bourbon.
0: Like I said, all you got to do is get it into his calendar. If you right. do, then because all you you can say, Joel, what do you got going on on the 18th? First thing he does is pull out that calendar. Oh, I'm doing this yep. and this. So. Yep. I, f- I figured I get out that if
1: I if yep if I go off schedule there's no time to go off schedule <laughs> <laughs> things are in the calendar for a reason so.
3: <laughs>
1: I love it. it
0: all right let's wrap it up
3: let's do it